We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 374. Our guest today is a young eventer currently at the top of her game. She's originally from Connecticut, and she joins us to talk about her breakout year and how she balances all of the life changes in her riding. She recently won Young Rider Award and finished third overall at the CCI Three Star L USEF National Championship at the Maryland Five Star last October. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Cassie Sanger. Hi, Cassie. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about what it was like first getting started in the horse world. Yeah, so I got started in the horse world when I was in second grade. I like I come from a sporty family and I had gone through every sport And my brother played every sport and I just quit them all. I like couldn't find one that I liked (laughs) and um, (laughs) my poor parents. And one day my grandmother, my mom's mom suggested that I try riding because her family was quite horsey. My mom grew up riding and my parents were kind of holding out as long as possible to keep me from the horses. And then kind of right after that, I just got, I fell in love with it. Um, And I haven't looked back. So I started when I was about eight years old. Wow. Um, What is it about eventing that you prefer over other disciplines in the sport? Um, Yeah. So I actually started out doing like a bit of everything. I did the equitation and like small pony hunters for a while, but Mm -hmm. I just loved the cross country for some reason. And I mean, it's obviously so much fun, but I was just drawn to that when I was little um, and I always wanted to do it. Very cool. What would you say is, I guess, like a specific part of eventing that you love the most? Oh, I don't know. That's hard. I think it's just the like, the idea of putting like, I'm such a competitive person. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's just like the improvement you can make in all three phases. It's, It's kind of what I love about it. And then the days when it all really comes together, I think that's kind of my thing that keeps drawing me to it. It's just like the improvement because it's everything is so different. You go from dressage to cross country and Mm -hmm. it could not be more different. So I think that, you know, it always keeps it exciting. (laughs) Definitely. You've had a lot of changes in the past year, finishing high school, um, some moves from your family, a a big move for your family and and starting college this fall. So how do you manage to stay competitive, both physically and mentally during so much change? Yeah. um, Yeah. This year has been really wild. I, I think it's really just like the team of people behind me, like my one of the biggest things that I always am looking for is right, right now I have it, but a coach that's just going to support me through everything. And um, I've been so lucky that I've always had coaches that are like that. So they keep me really grounded. And that aspect of like when I'm on the move and when I can't be riding, I know that my horses are in good hands um, and being ridden and looked after well. Mm-hmm. And 
So I think that's just a really important thing. And also my parents are so supportive. They'll do anything to make it work. Um, And especially this year with just all the change and going to college, they're just always there to, to make it work. Definitely. Uh, Equestrian sport takes a lot of time in general, but I feel like the training for eventing in particular is even more time consuming given you have to build training for, you know, three disciplines essentially into your schedule. So how do you manage your schedule to have time for all the things you do and your training? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I kind of, sometimes we just have to kind of wing it a little bit, but, um, the coach that I've been with, so I have two coaches and the one that I've been with, um, during like this recent change of going to college, um, cause I'm based with her up, um, in Pennsylvania where we live in the summer and then I'll switch back to um, my coach for the winter. So that'll be a bit of a different experience, but this coach, her name's Caitlin Silliman. She's awesome. And she is just, she's kind of the one that keeps it all. Like, she's like, you focus on school, I'll deal with the horses. And then when I have, when I'm like able to have a moment to talk and then when we make plans for when I'm going to come and ride, like we just, lay it out so that like when I come I get to do like a big jump school instead of like a lighter flat ride or something like that so that when I come I can use my time in the most valuable way for Mm -hmm. our training and stuff so I think that is kind of right now I've found to be like a very influential piece to it all definitely you have had the opportunity to work with several amazing trainers oftentimes making a move to a new trainer, you know, based on the skills you want to gain and your specific goals. So what do you look for in a trainer? What elements of their program are most important to you? Yeah, I think it's overall. So I came from someone, Dara Alexander, I rode with her for six years from when I, and really she started my eventing career. And I think it's just, I look for someone that's just going to tell me like obviously that works well with me and what I like you know what they tell me if that makes sense in my head like that's what I look for but um like kind of beyond that it's someone that's like really in with like the repetition of stuff Mm -hmm. and you know like not changing it up too much like it just horses take time and training them and I think you know, the patience and repetition is such an important part. So I think a coach that also values that is something that's important to me. And yeah, and that's going to push you to, you know, kind of get into a bunch of opportunities and not hold you back. I think that are like, those are the main things that I look for. Absolutely. You have a string of some great horses. Tell me a little bit about them. How do you tailor your training based on their um their personality their ability their skill set what is like always a consistent part of your training and and what parts change kind of depending on the horse yeah so right now I have three horses um my top horse at the moment his name's Fernhill Zorro and then I have one that's just below him he's done the advanced level um and is kind of still doing some three stars, getting back up to the advanced level. And his name's Yogi or Redfield Fire. And then I have a baby horse who's pretty new to me still. But, um, and his name's Never Enough. And we call him Toss in the Bar and he's really cute. But yeah, I think the one thing that stays the same between 
all three of them. I mean, it's hard because they're all they could the three of them could not be more different, yeah. especially my two upper level horses. So actually that is something that tends to be a challenge. Like when I used to compete them at the same level last year, it was really hard sometimes to go for like when we had ride times that were close together to like compete one, hop mm-hmm. off it and get on the other. Like that was really challenging for me. You have to like reset require... everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a total reset. They just require such different types of rides. Um, but I think kind of what I said before and with a coach is patience. Like my, one of my, um, my top horse, he, he's amazing an amazing jumper and we really aren't doing much to fix his jumping these days. It's, more um our dressage or flat work so I think with him it's just patience like he really prefers it when you're just calm and patient and I think that I can get because I am a competitive person and I'm a bit of a perfectionist I think I can get kind of worked up in the moment so I think with all three of my horses just calmness patience that's the main Mm -hmm. main thing because then my other one is my younger one can be a bit not the baby but the one right behind Zora can be a little bit um, difficult and frustrating and he's a big horse and I'm pretty small. So it just takes, you know, we we're always working through it. So just patience is the key. Yeah, absolutely. In the market for some new stirrups? Well, American Equus is a leading manufacturer of premium equestrian products that combine cutting edge technology with exceptional craftsmanship. Their products are designed to enhance both the performance and the style of riders and horses alike. From sleek and innovative stirrups crafted from aerospace grade aluminum to beautifully engineered spurs and accessories, American Equus offers a range of meticulously designed equestrian gear. With a commitment to quality and functionality and aesthetics, American Equus really is trusted by riders worldwide to deliver an unparalleled riding experience, whether in the show ring or during everyday training. Elevate your riding experience with American Equus and discover a new level of precision, comfort, and style for both horse and rider. That always seems to be just the common thread in a program that, I mean, yeah. has to be different horse to horse. But yeah, that that's that you, you hit the nail on the head. I feel like patience and and flexibility is kind of the common yeah. thread that stays constant. Um, this yeah. year, you participated in the 2023 Eventing Emerging Athlete Program with U.S. Eventing Development and Emerging Coach uh, Leslie Law, and that was in Ocala, Florida, correct? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit about that experience and how it has been um, influential on your career now. Yeah, so I started that. This is my second year doing it or I'm yeah wrapping up my second year doing it and um being a part of that program and it's kind of I think been like the most influential thing that's happened to me like when I joined it I was going to starve on horses and I was competitive but like I hadn't really been thinking about like huge opportunities that were actually going to put like you know that could potentially come pretty soon after and so I think joining it kind of opened up so many doors and I met so many people and it's how I really got to know um the coach Leslie Law who actually is one of my full-time coaches that's who I ride with in the winters so I think it's just opened so many 
doors and opportunities um, for me. Totally. You have said you're very competitive and always looking for a way to be better and win. Obviously, it's a it's a big part of being competitive in the sport. Um, What is it maybe a mistake you've made in your career that maybe looking back now helped you be a better athlete in the long run? Ooh, um, I mean, I'm trying to think. I think being a perfectionist has, you know, shaped a bit of, and I still am, and it's something I think I'll always be working on, but I think it's held me back or like, and now I'm starting to move past it. But like when specifically with like dressage per se, like if Mm -hmm. that doesn't go well, um, especially now, like going to huge three days, like three day events that if that doesn't go well, you really have to put it behind you and move on to the jumping and what's next, because it's not going to be a dressage show. Um, And I know when I was younger, that is something that I would get really frustrated by when I was going like novice or training, like doing the lower levels. And I was like, Oh, "Oh, I had an awful dressage test. And I think just that like element of perfectionism was something that could like, that just held me back. And I'm definitely still working on it now, but I think it's getting a little bit better. I'm able to really, I'm starting to be able to just see a bigger picture, um, which is good. I think, I think most competitive equestrians are perfectionists. And I think it's just finding ways to like hone in on that perfectionism and use it for, you know, the benefit of your program instead of like, like you were saying, the, the negative aspect of perfectionism is that you almost get like in it, like paralyzed in the like, what if, or if I had done this differently, that you can't totally. be in the moment. And especially with eventing, we're like, you need to keep going. Like there's multiple days. There's, you have to like, you know, like we were saying before with, with the program, even with competing, you have to like reset and then think about the jumps and, you know, just completely change that up. So um, being able to move on and keep moving forward is must be just like such a big part of your mindset when you compete. Yeah, no, totally. What would you say is something that you're passionate about in the industry that you feel people either don't talk a lot about or don't know enough about? Um, I think it's kind of what I was talking about earlier, but I think I'm pretty passionate about, you know, finding the right coach especially at a young age I was really lucky that I kind of naturally fell into that um when I was 12 when I found um my old coach Dara Alexander I definitely don't think I would you know be where I am today without her and I think you know I've kind of recently gotten the question a lot from young riders like what's a big piece of advice and I think really coaching is like one of the most important things because if you don't have a coach that's gonna be right there with you and kind of give you what you need it's it's gonna be much harder for it to all work out definitely um, and so I think, I, think I feel like there's like an I... element of your coach really being an advocate for you and you know totally like opening your world up to opportunities which seems like that was the case for you and and that you know like at the end of the day, like you can, 
um, you know, have a great program or a great trainer, but you're in a bit of a bubble um, versus someone who's really willing to help kind of promote and campaign you to get you in front of the best opportunities for your career. Totally. Like, I really believe that they should be kind of like your biggest fan and want you to do everything that you can do. And um, I'm really lucky that I've been able to find that for me. And it's different for everyone, too. Mm -hmm. You know, who you work well with. And yeah. Now that you're in college, what does riding and showing and your, your career in general look like right now? Yeah, so right now I'm actually, my season finished this past weekend um, at Morgan Park. Uh, my top four, Zorro, I took him to the Nations Cup in Bokolo just like two weeks ago, um, wow. which was an awesome opportunity. So that was the last event for him uh, for this year. And then my other one just finished um, in the top 10 in the three star at Morven. And then my baby horse, I am doing one more schooling competition with him. Um, which will be fun but yeah I think kind of going forward I it actually worked out pretty well this fall it's a new experience for me um with college I mean I did balancing high school I went to a boarding school in high school but I just was a day student but we had class on Saturdays so honestly college has been much easier to make it all work um since I have class like really three days or four days a week which is super nice But yeah, it'll just be kind of trial and error, figuring out um, what works going forward. But this fall went pretty well. Um, And so, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep competing and riding as much as I can um, throughout it. Absolutely. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing a little bit about your story. I think what you're doing and what you're working towards is so admirable and I'll continue to watch your journey, but I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.